Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to your second episode of Outside the Pocket with your host, Tune, and alongside Mikey G. What's up, Mikey? What's going on, man? What's going on? How's your night? What's going on? Uh, You're not in the room with me right now. Can you let the audience know where you're at? I'm in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, You know... That's where I'm at right now. It's kind of it's kind of weird not being in the same room as you. It's our but... first time doing it. It's first time doing it this way. It's little baby steps. Yeah, it's kind of bigger. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna figure out, you know, some technical things to uh, get the audio to, um, you know, another level. But you know, baby steps, like you said, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Uh, what's it called? So today is August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. Second episode. We got a big, we got a big one coming up today. I'm alongside right now in the room with me, my cousin John. He'll be chiming in here and there. He'll probably tell us his top ten NFL rankings preseason. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, we have special guest, our two-time champion, Gilbert Delion, and our one first time, twelve pod champion. Champs. What's that? Both both of them are one-time champs. Well, Gilbert's the two-time. He's a one-time. And but our first time champ is Steven Starcher. He will also be joining us. I'm excited for them because they didn't like most of our takes in the first episode. So I'm excited to hear what they got to say. This one, it's got to be nothing but positive. Yeah, probably. <laughs> All right. You want to jump right into it? Let's go ahead. Let's do it. Okay. So first, our first topic. This whole week, we've been getting nothing but notifications about the QB jobs and who's been winning them, or the competitiveness and whatnot, preseason, everything. So let's start off with Cam Newton and Mac and Cheese, Mac Jones. All right. So first off, Cam Newton's been doing very good. He signed a deal worth only $3 million with the Patriots uh, this for this year. Uh, Mac Jones has been showing a lot of poise, a lot of maturity in the pocket. Everybody's liking that. Uh, Dante Hightower had said uh, earlier today that Mac Jones has been studying the defensive playbook to become more prepared. He said he's never seen anything like that. However, Cam Newton is on the five-day COVID list because he came in contact. Absolutely. Now, last year, last year he, uh, he had gotten COVID and was out for two weeks, came back, and you could show a little bit that COVID took a, took a little bit off him. Right, but now, what do you think of this uh, of this QB of this QB competition, Mikey? Whoa! Do you think Mac Jones is going to take it away because Cam no. Newton is out? No, no I, he, actually, Cam Newton is back at practice. It was a whole misunderstanding with the NFL protocols and New England's protocols, but uh, yeah, Cam Newton is back, and uh, you know he's he, he's going to be the starter for Week One. Um, you know, head coach. Bill Belichick came out and said that, you know, there's still not not a decision, uh, you know, who's going to be the number one quarterback going into week one. But we all know that Cam Newton's going to start as QB1, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a Super Bowl attendee, MVP, uh, you know. So I, I believe that Cam Newton is, uh, is going to start week one. But Mac Jones looks pretty solid out there in preseason. Uh, I'll give him that. All right. Now to introduce a one-time champion. Hey, no, 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 no. What'd you say? He's a one-time loser. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a one. Okay, it's not. Okay. 
The one-time loser, number 40, <laughs> Gilbert DeLeon. Hi. Okay. I don't yeah, like the way Gilbert, you guys give are me, Give me your because... thoughts on this uh, QB competition between Mac and Cam Newton. Mikey brought up that he is a former uh, – at or. He, he took he's the a former NFL Panthers. MVP. Yeah, yeah. He's a former MVP. Took the Panthers to a Super Bowl. However, he's never had back-to-back winning seasons. So, what do you think of this? Well, first off, I want to start with thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you guys. This is very, very uh, uh, uh what's the word? Um, innovative. I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> thank um, you. But no, like G said, I mean the dude was an MVP. He's not, you know, he, he's he, he can play, he can ball. I mean, there's a reason they brought him back on a one year. You know, he's got one more chance under this offense with Josh McDaniels to um to perform. So I definitely don't think that Mac Jones is gonna dethrone him at least this year. I mean, he's gonna have to play like very poorly um in order to get um taken out of the driver's seat. I think Cam's gonna be solidified number one throughout the season as long as he plays well. So, I think Mac Jones is going to be a solid number two. I mean, he's going to be prepared, I'm sure, for anything. So, with that being said, I'm, I'm, I w- I would put my money on Cam being the the starter for the year. Yeah. How much money right now? Forty. <laughs> That's a good number. I can't, do, I can't do that right now. Okay. That's a good number. Uh oh. <laughs> How's it going? Number one. The first time champ, Steven Starcher. Would you like to chime in on this? Cam Yours and truly. Mac. Cam and Mac. I think uh, Cam's in a situation where he needs to ball out. If not, bye-bye. And it's time to bring in uh, Mac Jones. But I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see what happens in that situation. But I like Mac Jones the way he's looking so far in the preseason. I do too. I do too. You know, it's going to change up um, the atmosphere there in New England. And another thing to touch on, you know, either or, whoever starts, uh, they have some weapons now to play with this season, unlike last year where they only had Jacoby Myers to throw to. And a, oh, definitely. And, a, and a, you know, an injured uh, Julian Edelman. But, you know, they both have weapons to play with, and both of them can succeed in that offense. But I just see Cam Newton – you know, having that pride, like, you know, I'm not losing this job to Mac Jones, man. You know, I just see Yeah, of course. He, he's still going to put up a fight for sure. He's not going to oh, just roll yeah. over for sure. But to if be you want to be, be bold, Mac Jones over Cam, I'll take Mac over Cam any day. Wow. To, to be fair, to be fair, I mean, Mac's been playing in these preseason games. I mean, they just finished up their game with Washington. I'm pretty sure Chase Young didn't play, if I'm not mistaken. So, Mac Jones is not necessarily going against, like, the full throttle pass rush that he would see in the regular season. So, of course, these speculations are going to be a little skewed. But, I mean, what can you do? So, like like Steven said, you're going to have to just wait and see, really. Everybody's having overreactions about these rookie quarterbacks, but, you know, until week one happens and we see the result, that's when we can judge them. Yeah, I mean, because then look it's what best on best Fields. at that point. Yeah. Justin Fields got his clock cleaned, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, that's his welcome to the NFL moment, like Gilbert said. But he also shouldn't have said, uh, oh, slow. The first preseason game. 
It's kind of slow. It's kind of slow. The game was slow. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. But like, like you just I said, I bet you liked that comment a lot. Uh, I love, I love that comment, especially coming from that guy. But I mean, like Gilbert said, it's not against you know full throttle pass rushes mm-hmm. and linebackers coming at him. So I mean, I guess he can say that, but yeah, it's not full throttle. Mm-hmm. Very much agree. I would think it's full throttle. I mean, these guys are trying to make it in the league, no? Trying to get starting spots. Well, well, yeah, I mean, I get that. But, I mean, these, like you said, these dudes are trying to get in the league. I mean, Chase Young, our, you know, defensive player of the year, you know, the dude's not playing. Like, that's a big deal. Like, these dudes that are trying to get into the league, like, they don't – they're not competing against, like, the first-team defense that already has receipts for the plays that they make. Given that – yeah, given that I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure, know, like when they play the Eagles, I know they dusted the Eagles 35-0 like a couple weeks back, but I'm pretty sure Brandon Graham didn't play, Fletcher Clock, Fletcher Cox didn't play, you know, some of those guys. Yeah, yeah, that was just uh, that was just payback for the Super Bowl. That's all. Uh, next topic. <laughs> that was very <laughs> passive aggressive. Uh-huh. That was very passive aggressive. I, I don't know. What to Next say. topic. Next topic. <laughs> right here it says, ever since Sack Daddy Griffin is back with the Vikings. Do you care to explain more on that? Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, he was on the Cowboys last season and then got cut or traded. He got traded. One mistake. He got traded to the Lions. And then, uh, you know, he just got signed back to the Vikings. It's a homecoming for him. And, you know, he was pretty good back in his time with the Vikings. But it kind of. Took a little, little fall in Dallas, and then got traded to the Lions. But now he's back in the Vikings. It was just a little, little headline that Ian Rappaport uh, tweeted out on Tuesday that Everson Griffin is back with the Vikings. Rap sheet. That's awesome. Yeah, rap sheet. Nice. I feel like you that was more of like a that was more like their favorite. Huh? That was more of like a fan favorite thing. Like G said, that's just because you know Vikings. Yeah. Fans, I mean, Everson Griffin was good for them. Like uh, but, yeah, he's a fan favorite in, in Minnesota for sure. But, yeah, it was just a little signing that I, I saw and, you know, had to report it on the page, The Label, where you can find us at The Label, L-A-B-L 2021. Go check us out. Shameless plug. But, yeah. All right. Next up, G, you posted a poll uh, yesterday or today, Friday, for a Whiteout Friday. Who would you rather have on your fantasy team? C.D. Lamb or Chris Godwin? Everybody, for the majority, picked 73% C.D. Lamb. Yeah. What do you uh, think of that? You know, I, I, I looked up Fantasy Pros, and they were in the same tier. And so, you know, I was like, you know, let me let me put these two guys up against each other because, you know, he has Amari Cooper. C.D. has Amari Cooper on the other side of him, and then Chris Godwin has Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Evans on the side of him too. So it's like – they're kind of in the same that's position. That's very similar. But so that's why I kind of I, I posted that poll out there, see who you know everybody's feeling, and CD Lamb took it. Yeah, I would go covered? CD on that. I mean, I mean, no bias. I would still pick CD. I think he's just a more versatile receiver. He could play the slot. He could play. He could play the Y. He could play the X, the Z. I mean, they can move him all around the field. So I mean, just from a fantasy standpoint, I think he gets more volume than Godwin. Um. With the Bucks, I mean, you've got guys like Evans, you got Gronk. I mean, they still have their running game. So, 
there's and, a lot of different ways that that, yeah. that that offense can go. In other words, it just there's too, uh, so many mouths to feed in the Buccaneers' offense. So you know the clear cut choice is CD because I mean, yeah, like you said, Gilbert put him all over the field, and I mean the dude's electric. I love him. Yeah, I know you're a big Cowboys fan. Why don't you name your son Dallas Cowboys? No, no. I'm naming him. <laughs> His name's gonna be Dak. <laughs> Dak oh, Deleon. No. Double D. Dakota. <laughs> hey, if the if, uh, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl uh, this year, you gotta name your son Dakota Deleon. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, I'm gonna get a, the, a tattoo of the star on my calf. Are you really? I might. Cast star. Right. Okay, it's verified here. Verified here on outside the pocket. All right, so speaking of, or not speaking of anything like that, uh, why don't we give out our preseason top 10 players? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, what, what I meant to put is who do y'all think are the top 10 NFL players? You know, because they're coming out with that tomorrow night on NFL yeah, Network. Yeah, that's what I meant. Or oh. preseason wasn't the best word for it, but it's yeah. before the season. Who do y'all think is the top 10? Um, let's uh, let's start with Gilbert. Let's see what Gilbert has to say. Why don't we keep starting with me? Why can't we start with Steven? Uh, we, uh, you know, because you're number 40. One comes before 40. And 40 more than one. Um, Top 10 players. So, like, uh, go I look, need to pull up this list. I don't go look know. up that list. Wait, no, it needs to be off the top of y'all's head. No, 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 no. Off the top. What do you mean? Players. No, we're talking about the list. top. Yeah, from the top 100 that players this year. Off of top 100 players of 2021. Mm, so going like in order one through ten. Yeah, the ones that are left over. Okay, number one. I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go from ten. Okay. All right. So ten. I'm gonna put Tom Brady. I'm gonna put Brady at ten. Okay. Just because I mean I think he's I mean he's obviously a viable part of that offense. But I mean, if you really look at the rest of the guys, I mean, it's 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 hard to put him ahead of any of them. Uh, I'm gonna go Brady at ten, nine. I'm gonna put T.J. Watt. I'm gonna put T.J. Watt at nine, just because I mean he's got guys like Bud Dupree, Mika Fitzpatrick. Uh, you know, he's got other guys that really help him excel at his position. Make um, him look good. So Brady, T.J. We're gonna go. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey at eight. Travis Kelsey at eight, yeah. Just because, again, I mean, he's just got so many guys around him. But, I mean, obviously, I, I think he's a lock for top for top tight end, at least, you know, in fantasy for sure and arguably number one in the league. Seven, we're going to go – I'm going to go Aaron Donald just because, I mean, the dude is an absolute animal and the interior defensive line. Six. Six, we're going to go – I'm going to go Devontae Adams at six. I'm going to go, yeah, I like Devontae at six. I'm going to go Josh Allen at five. D-Hop at four. Derrick Henry at three. Allen at two and Mahomes at one. You say Allen twice? No, Josh Allen's three. Who's Who's number two? Rodgers? Number two was Rodgers and Mahomes was one. I'm sorry. Did I 
I'm gonna yeah. that up. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, dude. Yeah, I have Mahomes as my top player as of now. Okay. Very nice. Let's go with uh let's go with Starcher next. All right, so I'm gonna go down from ten all the way to one. So at number ten, I would put TJ Watt. Uh, number nine, I would put Tom Brady. At number eight, I'd put Travis Kelsey. At number seven, I would go um, DeAndre Hopkins. What am I on, number six now? Yeah, number six, I would go Devontae Adams. Number five, I'm going to go Derrick Henry. Did I say Kelsey already? No, we haven't. No. Are you kidding? Oh, fuck me. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, Kelsey Kelsey, <gasps> Kelsey at eight, and then move everyone else up one spot. Shit. Uh, okay, Negative one three. Whatever. At number three, I would go uh, uh, Josh Allen, number two, uh, Mahomes, and the number one, Rodgers. I don't think I, I'm sure I left someone out. I don't know. This list got my head boggling. No, you you. I think you left Aaron Donald out, but that's all right. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I'm just yeah. We'll leave it at put, that. Put him somewhere in the middle. Aaron Donald <laughs> number four. How about that? All right. That sounds about right. Aaron Rodgers number one. Mahomes number two. There you go. Okay. Bye. Cool. Cool. All right. Some good list. Do I go next tune or do you want to go next? I'll go next. All right, go ahead. Brady's that one, <laughs> isn't he? We'll see. Um, I like I like Stavi's pick with uh, T.J. Watt at number ten. Um, we'll go ahead and put Russell Wilson at number nine. At number eight, we'll do Miles Garrett. <laughs> at number seven, we'll do Travis Kelsey. What's wrong with this guy? At number six, we'll do Devontae. Um, number five, we'll do Aaron Donald. Okay. I mean, yeah, he did great last year, won Defensive Player of the Year. But also, no, you know, we're going to switch that. Uh, number five is TJ Watt. Number 10 is Aaron Donald because he stole that from TJ Watt. TJ Watt had an amazing year. Um, who am I at now? Um, now I'm at the quarterbacks. Uh, at number four, we'll do Josh Allen. At number three, we'll do the former MVP, last year's MVP, Aaron Rodgers. At number two, we'll do Patrick Mahomes. And at number one, we'll do Tom, Thomas Edward Brady. You didn't even say Travis Kelsey, did you? No, I didn't. He put Miles Garrett in there. That's almost like this guy. What a moron. Tra- uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey was number – I already forgot because he wasn't really important. Because you didn't put him in there. No, he was in there. You can go well, back to the list there. you're supposed to go off of where the 10 players that haven't gotten announced yet, and that is Devontae Adams, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Derrick Henry, D Hop, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and TJ Watt. Those Get are the 10 players you're here. supposed to say. Get him out. Oh, Miles well, Garrett. I was on the CBS. Gosh. I couldn't find that one. Miles <laughs> Garrett. This dude. Okay. Well, Miles Garrett should be in top 10. He's top 15. That's a cap. Top ten. I think I think you know there's a case for Miles Garrett being better than TJ Watt in my eyes. Wow. Huge. What are you seeing, son? I'm kidding. No, yeah, no, there's a good argument. I just there. I, I don't know. I, I like I like I like Miles Garrett over TJ Watt. You know what, Tune? That's I'm gonna have to agree with you. Number ten is Miles Garrett. 
That's for number sure. Number 10 is Miles Garrett. I yes. just think that TJ Watt has a better bag than Garrett. I don't have more moves I and more agree. technique than Garrett. He Garrett might have better technique, strong. but I just think that in the long run, I know we're not talking about long run right now, but Miles Garrett at the end of the at, a, at the end of his career can be better than TJ Watt. That's that's for sure. He reminds me kind of. He's just a disruptor. Yeah. I mean, okay, but yeah, Miles Garrett at 10 for me. Number 9. Let's see who can go at number 9 for me. I'm going to go Travis Kelsey at 9. Um, number eight would probably have to be DeAndre Hopkins. Um, number seven, we'll go with, uh, Josh Allen at number seven, six, Devontae Adams, five, Aaron Donald, four, um, Tom Brady. Three, you're going to go Aaron Rodgers. Two, Patrick Mahomes. And number one, Tom Brady. You said Tom Brady twice, I think. No, I you didn't. Did. Yeah, you did. You said when? You, you put him at four, I think. Yeah, yeah, you did. Oh, I thought I put Aaron Rodgers at four. Yeah, did you say Josh mm. Allen? Yeah, I said Josh Allen, yeah. I don't, you, you did say Brady at four. I'm not no, even lying. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this list. I've tried, I needed a piece of paper to write. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the name. It's, it's hard to just look at twice. the name and then uh, you kind of uh, just lose track of it. Uh, uh, like if I could cross it out, that'd make it easier. But I was looking at the list. I was looking at the list. I was like, uh, yeah, I okay. Think I said this name anyway. I didn't say Derrick Henry, did I? I probably oh, did, did, but not. you know what? In a grand scheme of things, I think Tom Brady's the best player in the NFL. Look, I'm gonna go Dak Prescott one through ten. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The whole Cowboy team or what? I'm going to go Dak Prescott at 10, um, Michael Gallup at uh, 9, Zeke at 8. All righty. Tim, what's up next? What's up next is Travis Etienne is out for 12 weeks. Out. Before the season starts. That's what the young folk call a big oof. Big oof. But, you know, I'm trying to look up the injury right now. It's, it's a Liz Frank a... fracture in his foot. Would you like to expand on that? Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, when there's a bone in the middle of your foot towards the top part, and he basically cracked that bone. If I'm not mistaken, All, any doctors out there want to prove want to want to how do you say it? Um, tell me otherwise, I guess. But it's 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 classified as a Liz Frank fracture, and those are it's kind of like having turf toe, but it's. I think it's a little worse. Tur- turf toe is basically when a, the plantar fascia in the bottom of your foot, that tendon is very, like, it's either, like, partially torn or strained or something like that. And those are hard to come back from, especially as a running back. Well, you know, we appreciate the knowledge that you just shared for us on uh, this podcast. Appreciate that, Gilbert. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, but, yeah. yes, on, in all seriousness, it's very difficult to come back from. So, yeah, I mean, they already put them on the IR. Yeah, he's done for at least 12 weeks, I read. Uh, Adam Schefter tweeted on uh, Thursday. Yeah, I don't know how that works because some people say he's out for the season and others say 12 weeks. So I don't really – like, somebody, if you put him on IR before the 31st of August, that they're eligible to come back, <coughs> if I'm not mistaken. 
Yeah, um, I was listening to Fantasy Football Focus. Shout out to them. I like that podcast. Uh, Stefania Bell said that, you know, he should be back within maybe week eight, week nine. So Midway through the season? Yeah. Dang. Damn. And then including the recovery timetable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- yeah, that's if everything goes well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit. It, I mean, sorry. It could be sooner, too. Yeah, yeah I mean, just depending, depending on the severity. Yeah, because like the Carson Wentz and the um, Quentin Nelson thing said five to twelve weeks. Look at that; they're already ready to go week one now. Are they like are they locked for the week one, or they're still? I think Carson Wentz is a for sure lock. I believe, but I don't know about Quentin Nelson. But they're mm-hmm. both back at practice doing stuff already, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy given that they had that timetable for them. Thanks. Yeah, all these crazy injuries. Well, I almost say crazy, but like I just feel like there's a, a decent amount of injuries already in preseason. Speaking yeah. of injuries, and speaking of the draft that we just conducted on Sunday, a lot of members are kind of ticked off about having it this early, <laughs> two weeks, two and a half weeks prior to the you know beginning of the actual NFL season. Tune, um, can you uh, explain? Yeah, I'll can you, explain can you make some said. sense out of all this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we had our fantasy draft for twelve pissed off guys, the uh, fantasy league, which we had uh, our first three seasons on. Now we're rebranded as the label, but we had our first our draft of the season with our new commissioner, Cristobal Rodriguez, last year's winner. Boo. On what was it? The twenty second. Yes. On August 22nd at 2 o'clock. It was at 2 o'clock on Sunday, so everybody would have time to draft. <laughs> now, everybody was real excited about having the draft, but not much was said before the draft, and then a lot was said after the draft. And, uh, yeah, so Commissioner Chris said, I'm putting my foot down. I'm not going to change the date. And it is what it is. Now, Etienne was one of the first uh, players have a serious injury and that's when more complaints came yeah and then also cam makers oh that 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 was that was like way before though yeah way before uh there's some comments in the 12 pog gm that should be said right now Mm, where is it at there's one particular member who had a lot to say about it yes his name is mickey irwin uh, but yeah, he was just trying to fight Chris on why he had the draft two weeks prior, and you know Chris was just not giving a not giving a crap to him. He just was not giving a crap. <laughs> um, not, not giving but, a care in the world. And it and it it's like it wasn't his player that got hurt. It was Lucas's, but you know Mickey's the one that is really pissed off about the move, but. It is what it is, like Chris says. <laughs> how do y'all 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 three are the ones that drafted? How how do y'all feel about it? Uh, well, from my point of view at the time, I said it was fine. Like uh, I'm okay with drafting, and I think given what we had planned out for the draft was the whole reason why I was motivated, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is fine. But from a uh, actual like realistic perspective what we probably should have done was draft this following weekend 
just because preseason's not over, and I think all the years prior to this one, we would always draft once preseason was over. But I'm not going to go against what I said before. Like like I said, it was fine. Like I was okay with drafting, and, you know, that's just what happens with it. Like, we, we can't predict that injuries are going to happen. Like, the ETN thing, who would have thought? Not me. Who would have thunk? Yeah. I mean, I had no problem with it either. Whatever happens, happens. Just like in the regular season, whatever happens, happens. Gilbert? Injuries are part of the game. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I get I get where Chris is coming from. I mean, obviously, yeah, injuries are part of the game. It's just like last year we were upset about COVID, but, I mean, it's nothing that I could have done about it. But, I mean, if you want to save everybody the headache, yeah, you draft this weekend. But, you know, I think Chris's argument is, like, injuries are injuries that, you know, you can't predict them. I mean, in, in Mickey's defense, you can we – could, we could have easily prevented that that little hiccup by drafting now. No one would have picked up ETN, guarantee you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I think Chris was comparing apple to orange, apples to oranges when he was like, you know, injuries happen. Yeah, I mean, if they're during the season, no one's going to be mad at you. But the fact that we drafted a week early and then the dude gets hurt was still another week of preseason to play is why everybody's – well, not everybody. Nicky's ticked off. It's like G said. I don't – I get why he's a little – Rubbed the wrong way, but I don't understand why he was super upset. It, it's it's not like it was this player. I mean, yeah. you can see you can see it from both sides at the end of the day, and you have your opinion about it. And you know that's just the way it's just the way it's rolling this season. But yeah, uh, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna come right back and talk about a lot more NFL, uh, some more QB battles, and we'll be back. This is the label. All right, guys, we're back from the break. Welcome back to Outside the Pocket. Next up, we have another poll of Pitts and Kittle. Kyle Pitts, fourth round draft pick. I mean, fourth <laughs> overall pick from Florida, drafted to the Atlanta Falcons, and George Kittle. What was the results? I can't find them. Tell me. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me go down and find these results. But, um, you know, I put that poll out just to see, you know, they want to, you know, season vet or, you know, a generational talent like everyone's saying that Kyle Pitts could be. Mm -hmm. And majority of the people went with uh, George Kittle. I mean, rightfully so. He's he's proven. He's done what he's done. But, uh, you know, in my opinion – I'd probably take Kyle, Put, uh, Kyle Pitts right now. You take Kyle Pitts over George Kittle? Yes, right now. Just the longevity. I think uh, Pitts is built to last the whole season. On um, unlike like George Kittle has been injury prone. I mean, throughout his career. So you know, I'd go with Kyle Pitts just for that simple fact. And I think Kyle Pitts is going to get a good uh, share of targets from Matt Ryan, but, you know, Ridley's right there, too. But I would have to go with uh, Mr. Mister Pitts. Okay, nice. Gilbert? Uh, I'd probably take a shot in the dark with Pitts. I mean, I think, 
I mean, the Falcons have always they've always just slung the ball to everybody. So I think when you now that Julio's gone, I mean, I think Kyle Kyle Pitts, I think he just slides in as the number two target for the Falcons uh, alongside Calvin Ridley. I mean, he's a the dude's a freaking physical specimen. He's like six six two forty, so he's an easy target to hit. So I'd go with Pitts. Yeah, the votes. It was we got ninety three votes in Kittle won, seventy one percent to twenty nine percent. So you know everybody out yeah. there, Kittle. Kittle, of course. I mean, like I said, he's proven. But I take Pitts too. Kittle right now, but in the long run down the career, um, Pitts. All right, Tune. What do you think? <sighs> okay, I would go with George Kittle. I like George Kittle more. Uh, he he's just he's a rough tight end, right? He's always gonna go for that extra yard. That's why he's these uh injuries are just accumulating up. And well, how many games did he miss last year? Almost not a, the whole season, but he missed. He missed the majority of the games, but and yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we'll see this year, depending on who's Q, on who his QB is. But I would have to say George Kittle. I would like to. I like George Kittle more than still than Kyle Pitts. I haven't seen too much of Kyle Pitts yet. Yeah, Kyle Pitts is in the wrong category for position. I think he's a flat out wide receiver. I don't think he's a tight end, but it is what it is. He's like the same build as as Megatron, but at tight end. I yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I'm sure when they get to the goal line, the, the dude's gonna be split out by himself one on one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a wide receiving, a wide receiver body, is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. Next up, we have Robbie Anderson signing a two-year, twenty-nine million dollar contract with the Carolina Panthers. He's uh, teamed up again with Sam Darnold. I'm excited to see what they got to do this season. What do y'all think? I think Robbie deserves it. Uh, undrafted player. Out of Temple, um, yeah, he's. I mean, last season, what his numbers? Let me pull his numbers up. Last season, he had a thousand yards receiving. So I mean, you know, he produced last last year, and he's just a deep a deep bomb, deep ball threat. And I think him and Donald will connect like they did frequently, kinda. I guess you could say in New York, but this is a better system, better, you know. Better energy, better vibes in Carolina. So I see Robbie doing pretty good, and he deserves a two two year, twenty nine million dollar contract. I feel like he's very underappreciated. But yeah, yeah, I think he yeah, he's very underappreciated. He's a, he's a really good receiver. Where would y'all rank him in wide receivers? Um, yeah, top twenty five for sure. I don't know where specifically, but I'd say within that range. <laughs> Probably from like maybe eighteen to twenty five in that tier. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good receivers out there. There really is. So it's, it's really hard to rank them. Could be another yeah, way to another receivers. conversation in the future. Yeah, for sure. It's a good idea, Starcher. <laughs> Dude, you Whatever. just you just you just like coming pumping out with with ideas <laughs> left and right. Yeah, I'm just ready to pump him out. 
Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have a former Patriot, now a Los Angeles Ram, Sony Michelle, traded to the Los Angeles Rams, like I just said, for a six-round pick. And... Oh, I just had it in one. They're late round picks. Yeah, late round picks. But that's to make up for Cam Akers and having a uh, torn Achilles and having some depth on the chart at, behind Daryl Henderson, who will start for the Rams. Yes, you're right. So what do y'all think of this? Well, people were saying like, oh, Sony's going over there. Darrell's going to, you know, take a hit to his carries, but... I don't see that happening. I think Daryl's still going to get a good amount of carries. And uh, Sony's going to be used for sure. But, yeah, I, I think it's a good move for the Rams. Another back coming out of the, the backfield to, you know, um, pass catch. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. I'll say that they just got him for depth. I think based on his resume, um, scoring the only touchdown in the Super Bowl when they played against him, and given that season, his rookie season, he um, he was really good, really good for the Patriots. And That's why they got him. I think it's really just a depth move for them just because Cam Akers, and then they had that scare with uh, Darrell Henderson's thumb. But I don't really think that he's in a – be taking away a lot of looks from Darrell Henderson. Nah. Just because the dude has arthritis in his knees. <laughs> or in his knee. Like, he literally has the same thing as Todd Gurley. So, and look at Todd. He's out. I don't even exactly. know where he's at. Todd is, I think he's a free agent now. He's still yeah. a free agent. That's insane yeah. to think that he was in the Super Bowl and he was the number one running back a couple of years ago and now he's not even on a team. <laughs> Yeah, that that's pretty crazy. Given that he started breaking out what like his twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and then he's yeah, that, that is crazy. He's about he's that. he's chilling right now doing a podcast. I I don't know where, but we should get <laughs> we should get him on ours for sure. Yeah, I feel Ask like him how it goes. nothing. But um, <laughs> but yeah, with the Sony thing, yeah, I think it's just depth for them. Darrell, that is going to eat. Well, yeah. I believe so. <laughs> All right. So, this year we got a lot of really great rookie QBs. We got Trevor, Zach Wilson for the Jets, Justin Fields for the Bears, Trey Lance for the Niners, and Mac Jones for the Patriots. The most notable QBs, first-round QBs. So, we did a poll. Which rookie QB has the best chance of being a fantasy stud this season? And 45% of the vote went to Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence gets 13%. What's going on? Uh, I don't know. Same thing. It's not me. Well, hey, welcome to the show. How, how you doing, Mister Anonymous? 
I don't know what that was. <laughs> what? But Zach Wilson's uh, 21% <laughs> and Trey Lance 21% also. What just happened? Who's trying to hack the label? That was weird. I know that was yeah, weird. What the I, I heck? Threw off what we were talking about. I was like, "What?" We're talking about uh, rookie studs, or who who can be a fantasy stud as a rookie? Rookie QBs, fucker. Um. Oh my gosh. There was four of them. We said right. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. No, not no, Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Oh, okay, okay. And if Trey I were to rank the four, who would make uh, the most um, noise? The most noise uh, from a fantasy perspective, I say Justin Fields, uh-huh. then Trey Lance, then Trevor Lawrence, then Zach Wilson. I'm gonna go exact opposite. I think Zach like the best out of all of them. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and then lastly Trey Lance if he gets a shot this year. He will start early, like mid. I don't. I don't think so. I think Jimmy yes, G isn't gonna lose that spot to Eric White. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Too. <laughs> I was just yeah. I was like, God, he looks like Eric. Yeah. Where's shout Gilbert out, at? Shout Gilbert, out Eric White. where are you at? I'm right here. Okay. Well, how about you give us uh, your take? You were quiet on the last one. I'm just letting you guys do your thing, man. Well, come on, come on with it. Well, I mean, in, bro. you're gonna think about it, out of the four of those, uh, out of those four quarterbacks, only two of them are starters. So that's that being Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Uh, mm-hmm. The other two, they've already named. They're already named the the, the QB twos. So I mean, uh, indefinitely, they're not gonna be putting up any points uh, or meaningful points at all. Um, <laughs> I think. Tell that. Tell that to Twitter. Tell that to the people that voted Field at forty five percent. I mean, Twitter's Twitter, man. Um, I think Zach Wilson, I mean, because he's such a gunslinger, he's going to take more risks. I mean, he's going to get some that pay off, some that don't. I don't, I don't think T-Law's got good enough protection to really make a big splash. Um, I like the weapons that, that Wilson has been able to acquire uh, courtesy of Robert Sala. So... I mean, if I had to pick out of those four, I would definitely go Zach Wilson. I think he's he's got the athleticism, he's got the arm. You know, he 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 makes those baseball like throws when he gets out of the pocket. So, I mean, I would definitely go Wilson and Lawrence. And then if I had to pick between the next two, and if we're gonna rank them, I'd probably go Wilson Lawrence. Um, I think Lance has a better shot at starting than Fields, and then Fields would be at the bottom only because Matt Nagy has made it apparent that i mean dalton's their guy so i mean you don't know when the dude's gonna get in if he ever gets in this year yeah and like me and tune we were talking about it on the last podcast about andy dalton uh how people just think he's a a slouch but he really isn't he's a pretty good quarterback um so yeah see where you're coming from gilbert Yeah, very solid. I agree with y'all's list. Like, we're just talking in terms of overall rankings, but from a fantasy perspective, that's just how I see that because the other two dudes, Fields and Lance, are dual threats. That's true. My perspective, like, just from fantasy, but but look, but look, look here, look here, Starcher. Gilbert said they're not playing. Enlighten me. So, uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, they. I go with Gilbert. I go with Gilbert on this right here. 
They have a little chance to start, and I think Trey Lance has a better chance over the fields. Now, yeah, I was saying, like, if we knew they were all yeah. starters, then my list would be different for sure. Yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think Trey Lance sees the field this year. I think he will. I just don't. It's just Given Jimmy G's me. injury history and everything. He he won't he won't play the whole season. You mean do well, you mean do you mean literally see the field or like no he he, he yeah he won't play this year. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I, I oh, just see Jimmy G. This is Jimmy G's last. Um, this is his last chance, and yeah, I think he's gonna succeed. But that's just me. Anyways, I mean, shoot, you could make a segment on quarterbacks that are on their last their last life, really, with their teams. True, there's there's a lot out there. That's very true. Another good idea thrown out by Mister Deliona. Man. <laughs> I think I think if uh, because if Jimmy's gonna be start he he is gonna be starting, and so I think mm, by week six if he's just doing really good that just gives the Niners a lot of uh, lead way onto trading him. That's a lot of trade stock right there. They could probably get a lot for uh, Jimmy G, and then have mm. and then start Trey Lance. I don't I don't know I, if you can I get a lot for Jimmy, Jimmy. I mean, you probably get a, a Dr Pepper and a, and a bag of chips. Hey, I got a Dr Pepper right now. This podcast I think you can get a lot they probably could do the same thing that Miami did too. Like I just, Miami waited until the bye week. I don't think they Tua... can get. I don't think they they would get anything really. Any maybe some picks for Jimmy G. But well, yeah, here's here's the thing with both the backups. I mean, if if Dalton's playing and they're winning, doesn't matter how. And if, if Jimmy G's playing and they're winning, it doesn't matter how. They still won't play because they're doing good enough to win. So, like, why change it? Yeah, and both teams have solid defenses. But last year for the Niners, everybody was getting hurt. So, you know, they had a horrible season because of that. But, yeah, both teams have good defenses. And, you know, so it gives Andy Dalton and Jimmy G kind of some leeway, you know, because they can rely on their defenses. So, but yeah, I see Justin Fields maybe playing a little bit, but yeah, that's just me. That's my opinions. I could see him coming on a package, like a package yeah. concept type deal. Same with Trey Lance. I could see it at the goal line or something. Both of them doing something at the goal line. Yeah. But what's next, Tim? Next up is Lawrence named QB1. Trevor Lawrence, the first overall pick. Named QB1 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer said that they would be competing for the starting position against Gardner Minshew and Trevor Lawrence beat him out. But wouldn't you think your first overall pick would just get the starting spot automatically? It's a little like misleading, right? Or kind of a waste of people's time to go and uh, say there's going to be QB competitions. That was I... just headline bait, I think. Yeah, I think it was headline. I mean... I love Gardner Minshew, but Trevor Lawrence is better than him. It's just, it's just, it's just simple. But I love Gardner. I want Gardner to get traded somewhere, and then you know, gets a chance to start. But who knows? You don't want your court. You don't want to just your your court. Your rookie's not gonna. He's gonna probably not. How do you say this? He's gonna lose a little bit of motivation if you just hand it to him. Yeah, you, know, you want him to have to compete with guys who've been in the league. You know, you don't want him to think that he just is gonna get it right when he walks in. He's gonna have to earn it. And Trevor Lawrence looks like a guy like he, you know, 
he don't seem too cocky, or he don't even look cocky, honestly. So very mature. Yeah, he looks laid back, and I think Gardner being behind him as the two, I think he he can be a good voice in his head. Granted, uh, Garner's been in the league for what? This is his third year. I mean, they're both probably they're young, but uh, Garner being number two is a uh, you know. I see it. He's a good mentor. Yeah, Garner's a good guy, but great mustache. Great. I mean, he's a great guy. Shoot, you know what? It'd be cool to get him on the podcast too. That would be dope. And his mustache. Yeah, and we could talk about his mustache for sure. <laughs> but yeah. And his mustache. Yeah, and his mustache. Tune, take it away. Next up, we have Darnold or Wilson. So this is a uh, personal bet between you and Gilbert. Why don't you tell us some more about it? So it started when Sam Darnold got traded. or Did he get traded or did he sign? He got so traded. I believe he got released. Did he get released? Well, maybe he, he I, I think he got traded, if I'm not mistaken. He probably did. Yeah. Let's see. Long story short, he got we didn't make this bet until Wilson got drafted. I think once we I mean once we once we realized a lot of the monks were coming out and we, we kept seeing that, you know, Wilson was probably gonna go two to the Jets. Mm-hmm. I think we started talking about it. And then we yeah. randomly brought up Darnold. Well, I think we brought him up because he was leaving the Jets and then Yeah. Zach... Well, I, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. They, hey, hey, they play on the first Sunday. So basically, what G and I talked about is, is G thinks that Wilson will have a more productive year. I, I want to say we said in terms of QBR and passing yards. I think those uh, are the two I, things we determined. I think of. we could just put the numbers next to each other at the end of the year. So we basically said, you know, I'm on, I'm on the side of Darnold. I think Darnold's going to have a better year. He thinks Wilson's going to have a better year. So we said, all right, well, let's make a bet. So we're going to bet our uh, our cars and our <coughs> our mortgages. <laughs> That's it. Hey, but, hey, we, we get to see both of them play on the same field on the first Sunday, September 12th. Great. I'm not watching it with you. <sighs> Come on, man. Is there no. a real wager for this? Yes, there is. Well, how much was it that we put? We said a hundred bucks. Yeah, a hundred bucks. Okay. You better put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> okay. Okay, guy. <laughs> okay, so next up, another QB battle. Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Locke for the starting position of the Denver Broncos quarterback. Teddy won the position over after a really great preseason. Also, Drew Locke had a really great season as well. But shut up, preseason. But there is a lot of question in Drew Locke's maturity. What do y'all think? Well, Teddy Two Gloves got the number one spot because he's a safe he's a safe choice in the all grand scheme of things. And Drew Locke is just sporadic. Um, but you know he looked pretty good in the game I watched at a uh, Starcher's apartment. They were playing the Vikings and he was throwing dimes. He looked pretty good. But Teddy Two Gloves showed last year in New Orleans 
Uh, he went five and zero, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. That I mean, you can trust him. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just a good game manager. He's mm-hmm. he just he realizes the the assets he has around him, so he's gonna utilize them, you know, in the best way that that he sees fit and that the the coordinator seems fit, um, and just come out with a win. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how it happens. You know, as long as they're winning. You know, Teddy's obviously doing something right. I mean, it's like G said. I mean, Locke last year, I mean, he had a lot of – he had some great moments, but he had some really bad moments. And I just think the Broncos are at the point where, you know, just go with the guys steady. You know, too many – you know, Locke took a lot of risk last year. And I think with Teddy, you get a guy – you know what you're getting. uh, You know what he's capable of. And if it sets them up to win, then that's all you can ask of your quarterback. Yeah, and Vic Vangio, I mean, he's on his last straw, too, with Denver. I mean, I think he's been there for a year or two years. I think he's been there two years, and he hasn't really done anything. I mean, the Broncos haven't been that good since, I mean, since Peyton Manning left. But, yeah, Teddy Two Gloves. He's a good quarterback. Okay, so next up. Mikey, you put a poll out saying which one of these QBs is most likely to have the sophomore slump? We yeah. have Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Tua, and Joe Burrow. What was the result? I didn't say Tua's last name because I know I'm going to get it wrong. Tua Tangavaloa. That, I'm pretty sure that's 80% correct. <laughs> so, Jalen Hurts won this bad competition for sophomore slump at 37%. I can see that because it's a new coach, uh, coach as a Nick Seriani, right? Yeah, Nick Seriani. Nick Seriani, offensive line still isn't as strong as it could be. Uh, he still has some injuries on the offensive side, or the Eagles, not him, but the Eagles have injuries on the offensive side. So it's not necessarily his fault. I do think he has a talent, but it's just the cards aren't all his cards aren't on the table this in this year. True. Yeah, uh, Jalen Hurts is in the worst position out of all four. And in so, the worst uh, division, yeah. Watch <laughs> your mouth. Watch your mouth. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, the AFC West is pretty tough. The AFC East is, I mean, I guess it's it's okay. And then the AFC North is pretty brutal. So, yeah, I mean, this, uh, this, got, this poll got 180 votes, so... Good chunk. Good chunk there. Um, but, yeah, I, I totally agree with what you just said, Toon. <laughs> hurts. But I could see Tua also not having a great year. You think Tua, even with the addition of Will Fuller and uh, <laughs> Jalen Waddle? Mr. Mister Torn hamstring, Hamstrings all the time, that guy? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean – yeah, I mean, I, I just – I don't really hey, like Tua. Hey, how about you show me your hamstrings? I don't really like Tua as a quarterback. I think he could have a, a, a sophomore slump as well. Two Alabama quarterbacks having sophomore slumps. I mean, I see it happening. Steven, what do you think? All right. Great to hear from you. <laughs> He's gone. Uh, Gilbert, what do you think? Not – I think we all talked about this. Yeah, Tua is just not. I mean, Tua Hurts is. He's just unfortunately he's in the he's in the worst situation of the four. 
So I think that's just kind of what it boils down to. I mean, he's just going to really need – he's going to need to lean on Miles Sanders. He's going to lean on, you know, the newly acquired Devontae Smith and, of course, Jalen Rager uh, to, to really help him out and, and keep that, that franchise afloat for this year. Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be very tough for them. Uh, next up, we have Fields or Dalton poll. That one received 76 votes, and majority went with Justin Fields, 73.7% to 26.3%. Uh, I put LOL, I know who's going to win, but I want to see the results. I mean, I knew it, Justin Fields for sure. I mean, we already touched base on this. Um I mean, there's nothing much left to talk about, but Andy Dalton's the guy going into week one. So I don't think because uh, I remember whenever he got signed, he said uh, that he was promised he was promised the starting role. I don't think he should ever promise anybody a starting role, especially when the draft hadn't even come up yet. And then he, they had the chance to uh, draft Justin Fields. They did. Who wouldn't? And, I mean, now they're having this controversy. And then the fans, the fans cheering for Justin Fields when he came out on the field and the fans booing Andy Dalton. I mean, you know, (laughs) how's that going to play out for the season? You know, like if they start out, you know, if they just start out with a bad drive, you know, is that it? They want – they're going to start screaming for Justin Fields. Chicago fans are are tough. They're a tough breed. That's And, I mean, you got to give what the people want. I mean, they're paying for the tickets. Do you give them what they want, or do you give them what's best for the team? You give them what you want at the right time. When everything's going downhill, that's when the change happens. But right now, they're going to have to deal with Andy Dalton. He's a good quarterback, right? They're going to have to deal with the red rifle. That's it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) What's next? Next up is the Titans COVID-19 issue. Man, they last year they had the same issue, and the QB one, Ryan Tannehill, tested positive, even though he he's still get they're still getting COVID. There's like nine, ten cases over there in Tennessee, so uh, I think they're going to be ready for Week One. But you know, it's going to be a recur reoccurring theme in the NFL for COVID. You know, these spikes coming up here and there, but. If it is, then it means uh, it means a forfeit for the team. That's tough. That's tough, and, and it also uh, puts a lot of pressure on the players that don't want to get the vaccine. Yeah, I mean, hey, tough also, guys. Y'all, y'all need to go get y'all's vaccine. I just got mine today, and you know, I feel I feel invincible now. I mean, I was invincible beforehand, <laughs> but I'm I'm even more invincible now. So, guys, go get the vaccine, and it's gonna be all right. It's gonna be okay. 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 Gilbert? Yeah, it, it it stinks, especially for me, because I have that dude on my team. So, Hey, he's a good pickup. He's a good quarterback. I am um, a little – how do you say it? I'm, I am a little antsy to see how this, the Delta variant that we speak of affects the league. So – yeah, it's one of those days I think we're going to have to hold our breath and just kind of see how it goes one day at a time. Yep. Well, Tune, we're coming up to another little another little break. And so after that, after this break, we're going to wrap it up and uh, with some 
some waiver wire pickups the league has done. Just a couple. Talk about a couple of them. And then we'll talk about what is to come on the Twitter page and, uh, you know, Nostalgia Now and everything like that. Give a little bit of updates. And, you know, we'll be right back. This is the label. What's going on, guys? We're back from our little break. Um, this is the label. And um, we're going to go ahead and talk about Jameis Winston being named QB1 today, guys. Whew. That's my Very boy. Tough. That's your boy. That's, that's, your, my boy. that's your fantasy. Okay, that sounds bad. That's your fantasy. QB <laughs> right there. <laughs> no, I love Jameis, man. That's that's the dude. That's the dude. I mean, though he lost me the championship game against Gilbert. He's that dude. And he threw four interceptions. That's fine. You know, I still love the guy. I still love him. That's why I dropped uh McKissick today for his for his butt today. Oh, caught myself right there. Caught myself. <laughs> Whew. Good one. I liked it. But yeah. Jameis is in at one. How do y'all feel about that? I well, like it a lot. He's got a really good deep ball. He just got LASIK surgery last year. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because I was just about to say that too. The the LASIK surgery? Yeah, that's big. Huge. Especially whenever he went, what was it? Uh, you wrote an article about it, G. Uh, 30, 30 for 30. 30. Yeah, 30 TDs and 30. 30, well, technically 33 interceptions, but we're going to say 30. Um, yeah, yeah, 30 for 30, but yeah, technically yeah, 30 for I mean, yeah, he's got all the tangibles. He doesn't have the best warm-ups ever. I mean, that dude's a fool when it comes <laughs> or to the best, Or the best off-season <laughs> training resume. No, I saw him. He got, he, got, uh, he got his butt beat by the pads. Nobody was holding them. Um, but Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill's getting – he's kind of getting to that age. And, I mean, with Jameis, if he – he's learning – he's just said he was learning a lot from Drew Brees. Uh, what was it, the Harvard, uh, like Harvard, QB Harvard School or something like that? I forgot the to- the correct phrase that Jameis put for it. But, yeah, that he learned a lot from Drew Brees. And so I think he could be, I don't know, maybe, like, how old is he right now? When is late 20s? Jameis, I think he's like 20, 28. 28? I think he could be there for another six years. Yeah. If play, if play you know, playing good, playing, playing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm just excited for him. I mean, he looked good on Monday Night Football in the drives that he had against the Jags. But I mean, that's the Jags defense. But those ball, the the ball that he had to Marquez Callaway was beautiful. Both of them. Both. Yeah, of them they were. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to say it like that, but yeah. I think this is one of those things. Both where of we... his balls were beautiful to Marquez Callaway. Yeah. I think this is one of those things where we kind of already had an idea that he was probably going to get the job, but um, they just made it interesting. This definitely isn't good for Taysom, though, because, I mean, it didn't taste him like 33 or 34 already. Cor- correction. Jameis is 27 years old, so he's a young buck still. Yeah, Taysom's yeah. like 32, if I'm not mistaken, or 33, so like. I think he's, he's coming on uh 33. If Let me they, I mean, if they use him the way they did with Breeze, like, I mean, his career is just going to not – I don't want to say it like that, but his career is just shortening if he's going to be – yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of looking a little weird for Taysom now. I mean, I'm assuming that he's going to just fulfill his role as that Swiss, Swiss Army knife. Yeah, yeah. 
he I mean you can't you can't start him <laughs> as quarterback the whole entire season. He just I mean I don't see it. So uh, take, I mean Jameis Winston it was the easy choice here. Uh, that was many interceptions this season. <laughs> it stinks. Yeah. It stinks that they they class. I mean, not class. I mean, he is a quarterback, but it stinks because they use him so many different ways. So, like as a fantasy guy, you wish they would like put him like as a receiver or something. Yeah, oh, true. definitely. Because uh, it was for what I think after after you got the starting QB position or the job last year after uh, Breeze got hurt. He was tied in, and then people were starting him as tight end, and he was throwing passing touchdowns, and then they put him as quarterback. I think I remember Mikey R having him and showing me that. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> it was awesome is what it was. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> another, another thing to say about Jameis, he threw for like – I think he threw for 5,000 yards that season when he threw the 33 interceptions and 30 touchdowns. So, I mean, Jameis is, is a, a fantasy – Stud in that aspect, like I mean, he puts the numbers up for you. He's a fantasy so, enigma. Uh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. a good. They finished in like the top six that season. In the uh, I think it was top five. Are you talking about like, the Bucks? Yeah, yeah, top five. I think it was top five. Which is top five passing yards? Crazy for, for no reason. <laughs> yeah, but Jameis is at QB one, so happy for the guy. You could make like a meme, right? Like, remember when Thanos snapped? Mm-hmm. It's like, did you do it? And it's like, yes, I eclipsed 5,000 yards. What did it cost? <laughs> 33 interceptions. <laughs> Three interceptions and uh, one of my fantasy owners losing by uh, 0.56. Okay, we get it. You lost by 0.94. No. I, okay, yeah, point nine four. It doesn't matter. I didn't lose by one point. I You're right. It doesn't matter. You still lost. Yeah, it's it's fine. I can still talk about it. Okay, I can still talk about that loss. How many more times are you gonna talk about it? God. Uh, as as much as I want, and you can't do anything about it, Buster. Look, dude, you're not making playoffs this year. Okay, that's fine. That's your opinion. <laughs> you're ugly. <laughs> That's very mean of you to say. Okay, I'm done laughing. <laughs> All right, next up, Mikey, uh, do you want to go over the waiver wires already? Season has started. And yeah, the you waivers know. Are, is the waiver's on fire. Oh, somebody just made a move right now, literally. Oh, no, actually, no, not literally. But Cristobal just picked up Sam Ellinger. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's cool. Uh, Sam Ellinger, the Texas legend? Yes. The dude who's not even starting. He dropped Rashad Bateman, so that's another wire wire thing. Uh I I dropped McKissick today for Winston, so who else did I drop today? I dropped another player. Oh uh Oh Baker Mayfield. I dropped Baker Mayfield. That's who I dropped. Yes, sir. So tell us tell us why you dropped Baker. Was it for Jameis? It was for Jameis, yeah. Even though you you don't think that Baker's got like an all elite offense, I mean, no, uh, yeah, I, uh, I just in a in fantasy terms, yeah, Baker, that offense is predicated to the run more than throwing the ball, so they because they don't trust him. Don't yeah, trust him. yeah, like we were, we were we talked about it on a podcast last year that you know the Browns look so good, but it's because 
You know, they're not letting Baker cook, like yeah. they say in, in Seattle, which is a good thing for them because, I mean, they got to the second round of the playoffs last year. Yeah, for and the first time in 20? 20-something years. Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, that was my logic behind it. Jameis Winston uh, is going to you know sling the hell out of it. So <clears throat> that's why I dropped him today. Gilbert, what do you think of this transaction? Um, it's not it's not meaningful whatsoever. <laughs> uh, explain. I mean, it's just zero impact. I mean, it's just one of those things. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those things when these comments come back to bite you in the butt about that. Whatever, dude. <laughs> So pretty much, Mikey just wasted his time on on those picks. On yeah, I don't. I mean, why, why draft? If you might as well just not draft and just go straight to the waiver. Look, dude, I, I'm gonna say this. I I draft all these players, and I only end up keeping about four of them. That's just that, the way it is. That's why you never win. God, that's. I mean, you came in last place last year. You're right, but I've also come in first place here before and that. And we don't – I don't care about that. I care, I mean, you lost last year. You're, you're a loser. Hey, dude, opinions are opinions. We all have them. That's right. We all we are entitled to our opinions. That's that's for sure. You're right about that. And you're ugly. You already <laughs> said that. Say something else. Something else. Say something else again. Can we move on? <laughs> that was it right there. <laughs> that is that's wrapping up the show, guys. Go check out our Twitter pages at the label on Twitter and on Instagram at the underscore label underscore. I hope I got that right. You did, you did. Thank you. And then go check out our website www.thelabel.wordpress.com. Mikey, you just saw the movie The Candyman, and we're gonna be having a review here soon. Yes. Yeah, it's going to take a while, but that movie was... Oh, my goodness. You're so dramatic. That movie was spectacular. It was 10 out of 10 for sure. Um, It was great. It was a good movie. And y'all got mad. 10 out of 10? Y'all got mad from from me to watch it when I watched it. And I I understand. I'm sorry about that. It's going to be an 8 out of 10 tomorrow watch. It's a 10 out of 10. It was a good movie. Do you hear how he said he was sorry? Do you think he meant that? Nope. No, because he doesn't ever mean it. But we but, are but, excited for your review, though. And <laughs> we also have a giveaway happening tomorrow on Twitter. So, yeah, yes. y'all be on the lookout for that. I mean, this is this podcast will be dropping tonight around 1 or 2, but y'all won't be seeing it till about uh, when y'all wake up tomorrow. So, perfect timing. Tomorrow we'll be doing a giveaway, and yeah, go on the Twitter like like uh, Tim said. Yeah, August twenty eighth is when we're doing the giveaway. Follow us, like, retweet the tweet, and then prove that you're listening to the podcast. Pretty much, it's just a screenshot. You're already there. Might as well press play, and you might as well take a listen. Okay, it's the weekend. You got all the time in the world. Yes, right, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mine as well. Okay? Well. So, go follow, like, retweet, or it's favorite. Favorite, retweet, 
and hopefully you get a chance to win a jersey shirt and a Funko Pop of your favorite NFL player. Yes, sir. That's that's it. Yep. All right. That's wrapping it up for Outside the Pocket OTP. Thank you, Gilbert and Starcher, for coming on. It was awesome having y'all. Good to be here. Stavi, I mean, thank you so much. I don't know where he went, but uh, we appreciate him for being on the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, he just disappeared out of nowhere, but that that's okay. All right. We'll catch you next week, next Friday, and we'll be dropping it on Saturday. Y'all have a good one. All right. Later, guys. I'm trying to get my